To me, uh, I used to be a wine rep as well, so to me, giving great service is, is really what comes, what comes first. Uh, if you're just giving good service, most, most buyers will, I think, be very appreciative. Um, I certainly Hey guys, welcome back to the Wine, Whiskey and Weed Show. This is your host, Sid Patel. Just before the show, you know, I just wanted to give a little shout out on uh, brands and, uh, you know, about the Bartender Spirits Awards. So for brands looking to get into the bars of USA, Bartender Spirits Awards is the place to be. This is where, you know, we rate and evaluate products which are the right fit for the bars. We send you review, we send you detailed feedback, you get a score breakdown, you get a tasting note, shelf talkers, and so on. So visit bartenderspiritsawards.com and take advantage of the super early bird pricing that's on. Hey guys, welcome to the Wine, Whiskey and Weed Show. This is your host, Sid Patel, and I'm here with Walter Hamlin. He is a wine buyer at Oakwell Grocery, and they have a couple of stores in Napa, and that's where he buys a lot of wines every day. We're gonna talk about more on as the role of a wine buyer. You know, what is he really looking for when a, when a premium uh, region like Napa and Sonoma knocks his door? You know, how, how can wineries improve their pitch to a wine buyer like him? So Walter, thanks uh, for coming to the show. It's uh, a pleasure. Why, thanks why for having you, me. Thank you. Why don't you introduce the uh, audience and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up there, what you do as a buyer, and just to walk us through your journey. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Walter Hamlin, and I'm the wine director at Oakville Grocery, and now Oakville Wine Merchant. Uh, I'm sure many have heard of Oakville Grocery. It's been a staple of Napa Valley for, uh, I mean, really 60 years as a premier, you know, food lunch spot, really. So it's a great spot. Um, it's been owned previously by Joseph Phelps, Leslie Rudd, and now Jean-Charles Boisset, the Boisset family estates. Uh, and I, I buy wines for both of our locations, one's in Oakville, one's in Northern Sonoma and Healdsburg. And then we have this, in Oakville, there's this old building. Uh, it was the original owner's home. Uh, the grocery was originally established in 1881, making us the oldest uh, contiguously running grocery store on the West Coast. So this little old home had been, you know, nothing but vacant. So there was a store in front and, and home at the back? Yeah, the, exactly. Like a th the high street? Yeah, London you can't miss it. You drive down 29 in Napa and it's the it's first place a lot of people stop for, you know, your, your great sandwich or coffee or whatever and, and hopefully some wine. So the, the old home was vacant for a long time and the newest owner, uh, Boisset, decided to turn it into a history museum and a tasting room where we can taste wines with customers from uh, every AVA, so American Viticulture area from Napa. Oh, wow. All 16 regions are represented. We have a 100-point wine machine just, just for fun, uh, but a way that consumers uh, can come and, and really learn something and hopefully enjoy a myriad of wines, um, mostly from, from Napa Valley. Nice. Uh, my job uh, is multifaceted in that I, I run purchasing for both of our you know, off-prem grocery stores, which are small. They're, they're, they're mini. So I have a small section of, of, you know, worldly wines, and the majority of it is Napa on the Sonoma side, majority Sonoma. Uh, and then the tasting room, uh, I have got my on-prem license. So I'm lucky enough to pour wines by the glass. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying for a, a, for a different set of wines in there. There's about 48 wines that we pour mm -hmm. by the taste, half glass and full. So I'm looking for a very different set of wines for that room. Um, and then on top of all of it, uh, I run the, uh, I just started it last year for the company, but came from a different retailer to run the website 
and uh, the online program. So e-commerce emails two, three times a week and wine club and sort of things. So, so really my role is, is taken in a few different ways. Yeah. And so I have a lot of outlets, which is great for, for salespeople. I used to be one dragging a bag. Um, so I, I, I try, to, try to let them know, you know, if there's a wine by the glass, it's got a great price or it's just fantastic and we should represent it yeah. or it fits into the Appalachian model of the tasting room, let's yeah. taste it. If it's something that uh, you know is obviously selling well in the market, yeah. you know, let's let's throw it out there. If it's press driven, and then online, you know, it's the it's it's still the uh, the wild west online. So yeah. so I'm looking to see, make sure that pricing is competitive, and and what sells online might never sell in my grocery store. Got it. So, so it's kind of interesting. So it's it's a good point. I mean, you you get to exactly define what goes online, what goes. Uh, on trade, what goes off trade, you know, what, what, what are the differentiating factors? Uh, you know, you, I, I mean, from my knowledge, let's say online, as you said, is price, mm -hmm. because a lot of price, maybe package, or how it looks on the internet, right. you know. So what are those kind of things? And then can you walk us through restaurant and can you walk us through the, the, sure. the store? You know, what, yeah. what do you look for? Um, well, for online, it's, it's, there's every different level, but mainly, uh, it's price, it's competitive, you know, and so some so people, you will Google like what yeah. can I resell? And if someone is a lot of merchants are cheaper, sure. no. Yeah, well, and you know, Wine Searcher is our, our best and, and worst friend at the same time because you go on there and you say, man, look, I like this wine, but everybody's got it from North Coast, or sorry, from you know, west to east, it, the price is ruined. So I, I really don't have a chance there, but it might work in the tasting room. However, if, if a wine's not represented at all, then you might have a leg up because the, the one time, and, and I see it all the time, uh, somebody searches for a wine. Yeah. Most consumers today aren't looking at Wine Searcher and they don't Correct. know about yeah, it. They'll right? Google it. We go right? Google and Bing. But you actually have to put effort into Google and Bing just yeah. because you represent something on a website doesn't mean it's going to show up automatically True. through Google and Bing. So that, uh, I mean, is, I attribute a huge part of my sales oh, monthly yeah. just to... So marketing. you you see their their SEO efforts, you see their digital oh, presence. Sick. Yeah, uh, and we we started that, and we it was night and day. I mean, immediately I'm calling customers and say, "Hey, how'd you find out about us?" I just Googled, you know, Heights Chardonnay, and uh, you guys seem like a reputable source. Like, really, I've never been here, not no idea who we were, but price was the driving factor. And so it's not about always being the lowest price. Hopefully, it's a name that people recognize. Oakville Grocery, all these guys, they're in Napa. If, um, you know, and, and no offense to any other region, but if you're in, in uh, someplace in New Jersey or Texas, you might not be recognized as, as the reputable source just, yeah. just because of your location. Yeah. You know, so, so that has a part to play with my business for Got sure. It. But um, ultimately, I think a lot of customers, um, especially in the spirits world, are, yeah. are really looking at price. And then in the store, I mean, I, I'm in a uh, vacation spot, right? I'm in, I'm in uh, the beautiful Napa Valley. So yeah. I notice pricing on the shelf, as much as I want to be competitive and yeah. beat the next guy out, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the best because people are really but looking. Once they're in, they're yeah, in sort of they're thing, right? They're looking yeah. for something maybe unique or, you know, the, the Napa buyers that have been coming to town for, for 30, 40 years or whatever, or even five, But then 10. don't you put your online, uh, the store inventory online i do but, but then isn't that a con it's it's different oh, uh and in fun. some cases i'll just note online this is an online price only got it you know so then there's no fights and honestly if a customer calls and says hey i was in the store and yeah you know we're always going to do right by the customer first that's got our it. job it's uh, the white glove service we want but but realistically uh the store side you know can sales i mean it's a great <laughs> great example when somebody comes to sell me a canned wine 
Uh, I'm, not, I'm not hurt by the price and I don't need to be better than my neighbor because the, the kind of customer that's coming it's in- It's a for, utility. They yeah, want to buy and sip it and go to, to the park. Stick to the purse and, and keep it going. Sure. You know? So it's, it's more about the, the immediate need and I, kind of the same with half bottles. I have a really large half bottle selection it. and it's the lunch crowd. They're, they're not surfing uh, you know, yeah, Infolio yeah. or whatever to, to look for like, who, who's my best price. Yeah, hey, there's a store. Let's yeah. stop. You know? Immediate need. I want red wine. I'm willing to spend this on per glass and there it is. You know, Got so. It. so it's, it's really more uh, reverse engineering, the type of the customer, mm -hmm. exactly filling that needs and then reverse, you know, checking the price and all that right. stuff, right? So I think uh, a good point which you said was online, right? Which is, I mean, I if I was a wine brand, you know, uh, I would just write like XYZ now available in Oakville Grocery. I would make a blog post, guys, you know, because mm -hmm. the buyers are love that. I can, you know, so those kind of things you can do. Uh, especially while you're pitching, you can say, I'll make three blog posts and share it. Yeah. And that can help, I, I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's go on the grocery store. You know, let's wear that hat as a wine buyer. You know, uh, you sold wine as well, right? To the store, you said. So what would be that five minute best sales pitch that you would tell the rep? Like, just tell me this in your first two sentences. Right. Um, yeah, good question. Good sales pitches for me, typically, all right. Um, and it depends on the buyer, you know, everybody's different. Uh, for me, I love margin. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. I'm hired to sell wine yeah. and make money, right? So, so I'm, I'm looking to see, all right, can I be competitive yeah. and is there margin here? And if it's a, and if it's a, an easy sell, look, man, this is a, this is a 98 point wine and it's, it's $95, you know, retail yeah. that no problem. You know, that makes sense to, yeah. to a lot of buyers, uh, for me in particular, yeah. um, and of course, the wine has to taste good, but so, majority of it's always going to so taste So something good. like you would want to know that. Like I would say, hey, uh, Walter, this is a nice uh, $24 cost to you. Retails at 49 You make 100 points. Mm -hmm. You know, and the next, the closest store you search online is $52. So you yeah. still make lowest price. You sell lowest. You still make 100 points. That sort of thing. Yeah, that, that, to, not, not, that to me makes, I'm like, okay, now I'm good online. I'm good in the store and, and uh, I'm good on, on the margin at the end of the month. You know, so I'm looking, I'm looking at all those things. Because uh, I, I guess the, the sales rep can talk about everything, but in your mind, you're like, what's the price? Just tell me first, what's right, the price? Right. Save my time. Right. In some cases, you know, if, if I, I look at it, you know, um, when writing e-com emails and things like that, what are the most notable points in that email? The, the three selling points, what's the elevator pitch? That's what I want from a rep. How am I just going to What turn? is that? Like package, price, and? Um, no, I mean, well, pa package. I mean, in package your, in your helps, newsletter. Right? But if it says, okay, this, uh, the vineyard is next to um, Screaming Eagle Vineyards, right? Or something like that. Vineyard, vineyard is next door here. So who are the neighbors of the, if it's a wine of specificity, an Appalachian-driven wine or a, or a vineyard-designate uh, wine. But that's you, right? Your list that's is it. Napa region. Right, I'm Napa. So, so obviously that will kick off right. as... Okay, okay uh, Italian wines, if we want to name that. Okay, well, who is a notable person in Piedmont that I might, you know, equate this, this wine to be a neighbor of or something like that? Oh, okay. Because when I'm talking to a customer, I want to say, hey, you know X, Y, and Z brands. These guys are right there. They're a third the price, yeah. and I guarantee you're going to love it. If you don't love it, come back to me. And it's, it's give me those, those, those kind of key selling points yeah, yeah, yeah. that I can easy, easily spit out at somebody, give them a story. And or put that in an email, bullet points, and and uh, hopefully that's a good point. Just a little background, uh, you know, I sold wine as well myself, and I had my own brands. Yeah. So I built uh, a business to hundred thousand cases and knocked doors. Right. Yeah. My only pitch was it was an Australian brand called Friday Monkey. So my okay. pitch was this is seven ninety nine. Uh, this is six ninety nine. Yellowtail seven ninety nine. Yeah. 
Perfect. And this is a better wine. Right. That's it. You That's know? all you need. So, yeah. <laughs> and you well, make the same margins or more. Put them next to each other. And yeah. a lot of people would and say, hey, look, like this is a dollar cheaper, but yeah, yeah. try it. I guarantee you'll like it. You know, that sometimes simplicity of it is what buyers need because you're working on so many different things. Give me, give me that quick one thing. Even when I have shel- wines on the shelf that I haven't sold in a while, if yeah. I see that rep again, I go, just remind me. G- give me those three things, yeah, you know. Yeah. And sometimes they, they want to wax poetically about the wine. Yeah. But I'm a customer in this scenario and my customer in a future scenario. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't necessarily want that or understand it. You yeah. know, they, they really just want to know uh, two quick facts, you know. And so that's always helpful to me when somebody sells. Let's go on the likability factor, which I've not touched much, uh, you know, is what would... What kind, which kind of sales reps you would like, you know, it can be personal as well, choice, you know, someone bringing you coffee, knows your name, every time doesn't mess up, those kind of thing, to whatever it is, how can sales reps grow their likability factor to the buyers? Yeah. What can they do to? Good question. I, I mean, there are several different types of buyers, you know, and so they, they really got to hone their skills with each buyer. So, so really building rapport helps, you know, to me, uh, I used to be a wine rep as well. So to me, giving great service is is really what comes what comes first if i'm if i'm seeing a person come in and they and every time they say hey i'll follow up uh and i never hear anything or hey uh yeah i'm gonna come by and, and swap out that bottle and i, and I never right. hear from them again these types of things uh or there's continual mess ups on orders why i gotta deal with it on invoice or off invoice i mean these are types of things that are now pushing more work on me and as a wine rep if you can offer a great service yep. You don't necessarily need to go in there every other weekend and spend a hundred dollars at the bar. Uh, if you're just giving good service, most most buyers will, I think, be very appreciative. Um, I'm, I certainly am. Got it. And precisely, if we break down service, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I sold, as I say, is I used to go and see if there is a dust on my wine. I'll do that. I'll I'll bring the bottles out. I'll maybe if shelf talker is broken, I'll put it again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, walk us through like what kind of things can they do. I love that. I mean, my store's so small. Uh, the the wine selections it's a great wine selection, but I have, you know, seven hundred brands overall, so it's not a humongous yeah. selection. So I got to be really careful with it, and um, in that I I hope to have a nice range of everything. So for so for reps, good service to me is coming in, maybe looking to fill a gap that that they see I don't have. I, I that attention they do the homework first yeah, that, and that then attention. Say, hey, you great. don't have a fourteen dollar Pinot Noir sure. from Oregon, and then they right. Start. And that that detail to me is really is really nice. Um, but also looking at uh, previous sales history. I mean, uh, a, a buyer might have only been in this position for six months or a year, and yeah. so looking at that and say, hey, back in the day, this account used to do really well. We should try it uh, and say, okay, yeah, well, let's give it a shot. You know, and so looking at that uh, historical data. Um, then, then just kind of daily stuff as far as I send in an order, that confirmation email, maybe confirming the pricing, making sure that when my invoice comes in, it's mashing up with what yeah. I expect. Like right? avoiding errors yeah. is what you call service. Right, exactly. Yeah. That, that big time. Uh, or the vintage swaps, you know, that's extra work on the back end after I've already sent a PO or a confirmation email where I'm giving all detail. I expect that detail to come back because later on, that's a surprise that maybe I'm, I'm having to answer uh to later so that yeah. that's kind of simple yeah they ad, should not admin. create more work for you right, right? they should yeah. ha- create less work for you totally yeah. and i uh, totally understand where people are coming from they're driving around you've got no time you've got 10 appointments set up or whatever 
Um, but even if it's an early morning or late an evening reminder of, hey, new vintage is coming. Are you yeah. okay with that? Or I'm going to send it, just send it back if you don't like the new vintage or something. To Because most buyers are going to take the new vintage at a retail level. Sure. They just need to know. They, it'd be great to know. So those kind of simple admin um, are just great service points for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about, you know, helping you sell through like support, you know, depletions? What kind of programs uh, you think works good for you? And, you know, wineries can invest in that sort of dollars to help you sell through. Sure. Um, you know, offering to pour for people. I, I do work in a, in a really busy little store. Uh -huh. So offering to come in and say, hey, you know, would, would you have time? And I could sit like off to the side. Tasting? Yeah, kind of a store tasting. People love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now we're still, because of COVID, uh, we're still asking people to wait. Uh, so we have a minimum amount of people in our store. Okay. So while they're waiting, um, having somebody splash, you know, their canned wine, um, you know, and talk about their brand, yeah. it absolutely helps and sells, and sells through stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Hard to say if, some, if a bottle has been sitting on a shelf for a year and a half, hard to say what you could do to help there. True. You know, I have had some people say, hey, look, you know, if I buy that bottle, can I, can I get another placement? We try yeah. something new. That's, that's very nice, um, but I don't expect that. I, yeah. I don't feel like... Uh, that's one-time sort of solution, you did, but yeah, you can't, yeah. Exactly, and so I, I think that's very kind when people to do that. If it's, a, if it's a winery and they're like, hey, actually, we don't mind taking that back. Let's, let's move into maybe a different a different area within our portfolio that we could sell. Um, that's very kind, but not, not ever expected. Um, so I think, you know, tastings uh, with consumers is, is fun and, uh, and always, you know, just looking at alternate ways of sales and say, okay, well, why don't, why don't we try to move uh, something through another channel of yours, you know, and just like always the, looking for it. Like, for example, if, if uh, our store is not moving that, let's put it online on a sale. I'll yeah. help you support that. Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. So just looking, uh, always have the drawing board out. Um, that's always really nice um, if wineries do that. Nice, nice. Uh, what about the, the on-trade, right? Like you said, by the glass and the menu. What's what's the difference? Like what kind of characteristics are you looking for a brand that fits the by the glass program? Yeah, for me, because I have the wine room split up uh, and, and urge anybody to, who's coming to Napa to come try it, it's very neat. We give you a little tasting card. You taste through Napa's Appalachians and have a, and have a fun time. Uh, 50 wines, everything from occasionally Screaming Eagle and Harlan on by the taste, all the way down to, you know, the best uh, $30 Riesling I can find. But it's all Napa. So I am... I am limited to the varietal sets and and the regions and our subregions, Appalachians and Napa. Um, so for me, I'm looking for uh, wines that are varietally correct. Uh -huh. um, hopefully, they're good value, and I'm also looking for a nice um, a nice length in the room. I don't want just big, opulent, concentrated wines. I uh, want a little bit for the wine geek as well. Uh, maybe something with a little breadth. So when people yeah. come in and say, "Hey, what do you have that's funky?" you know, and I could. I could try to point them to something. So I'm really looking for a nice mix. So you exactly would know your guest, like a personality, and right. then you would just say. I often ask the guest, because they say, what's your favorite wine in the room? And yes. I, I get to choose it's all It's like that wine. craft beer tap yeah. you have, and then everyone exactly. has a different thing, and then you just say, hey, you know, here's yeah. your V-tail. You know, totally. So. And so it's really asking me, I'm asking the customer a lot what they like to drink, because uh -huh. when they ask me what I like to drink, it's not. not so you do that as well, like when you're around the bar? Yeah, exactly. So that's typically, because people will ask, what should I go to first? You got to pick the wines. I'm like, well, I picked them all. They're all my babies, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I asked them, what do you like to drink? If the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Camus Napa Cab, 
I'll point them to wines that are a bit more opulent, concentrated. If they, if they say something like Keenan, that's a little bit old school, um, yeah. you know, dusty fruit and high acidity, then I'll, I'll, I'll point them towards those types of wines. So, um, you know, old school wine buyer to maybe the, the, new, the new wine buyer. Got it. Uh, any closing remarks uh, you would want to uh, tell to the industry, like brands trying to grow distribution, you know, in all kinds of distribution, like retail, off trade, and even online these days, like any, you know, wh where do you think they can improve what they can do? Just tips for the reps. Um, tips for the reps, uh, especially for online, check your pricing online before you're pitching those wines. Google and Bing them very quickly. They're usually coupled. Uh, I mean, obviously different search engines. But look at that wine searcher. It's it's not dead, but people, but customers aren't paying attention to it as much as retailers. Um, and I'd say the, the same for wineries. I, I think a lot of wineries are still in the wine searcher world, yeah. and they're looking there to see who's low pricing. Um, look on look on Google and Bing. I think you'd be surprised. And you go to the shopping tab yeah. and sort from lowest to highest, and you'll see who are the big offenders out there and and who might be. Uh, you know, just skimming for customers. Yeah. Um, so I, I you know, can't stress that enough. I think that's that's good for a buyer to look at, yeah, and it's yeah. great for the for the seller to to be paying attention to. Um, In fact, uh, you should have a copy of your printout of that page, so you can show to the buyers if it's really you know a good you know you've not hammered the price. I mean, your right. your partners haven't hammered the price. Right. Let me put it that way. So if everyone can make forty percent at the lowest, it's everyone wins. Oh yeah, that'd be huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, even if it's on a retail, even if it's thirty three, yeah. you know, everybody's got their 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 benchmark right. of what they should, right? But even if it's at thirty three, then really no retail buyer has a reason to to throw you under the bus and say at least on the margin part, right? On the yeah. margin part, and you say, like, well, that's that's traditional margin, yeah. and if they're working on a much higher margin to pay for catalogs or something, then that's that's different, and it might not fit that that world. But at a minimum, if you do that homework before and say we are on top of this, yeah. and we want to make sure that you're you're supported and it's fair game, yeah. um, I mean that's that's a huge first step already because then I I immediately trust and and understand uh, the rep or the winery and say good you're 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 doing well because I know a month from now this wine isn't going to drop to me having to sell it for for twenty percent less margin or something you know. Yeah. Um, or or get shamed by a customer when they say I just I just I, found this for yeah because it you makes know, you look bad less. then right like right. you're just ripping them off uh, everybody's got a computer in their pocket so sure. so that to me I I can't stress it enough because I I think it's very important sure. uh, and depending on where you're at it may not be but um, I don't know it's it's an easy easy thing to do. Mm -hmm.